0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: It is time for the one and only Tom Korski, who is managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Tom, Mom, great to have you. How are you doing?
1: I'm oh, well, thank you, Arlene.
0: All right, let's uh, talk about one of the things, everything's related to COVID, let's just face it, and the fact that Cabinet is not going to make it legally requiring that airlines finally pay this money, these refunds to passengers. And to me, it's a bit of a surprise. There was these canceled flights. The airlines were worried about saving money and staying alive. They got a big bucks to do so. And now we realize those who bought tickets, the consumer loses again.
1: Arlene, the uh, cabinet had promised they had ministerial mandate letter back in January. They said they would ensure that uh, people who prepaid tickets would receive their money back. It's not an interest-free loan to your least favorite airline. This was cash on the barrel for tickets that were on flights that could never be taken. It's not the airline's fault, but that's not my problem if I'm an air passenger who's now out hundreds, thousands of dollars and received in return some sort of coupon. The cabinet had promised, and yet we see in a legal notice that was uh, just written on Saturday, that there will be no legal requirement that airlines repay that money promptly in cash on the barrel. They say it won't be retroactive if there's a future pandemic Well, we're going to take care of that in regulation. How is that fair? There's no consumer movement in Canada, let's be frank, uh, Arlene, and there's no Minister of Consumer Affairs. They got rid of that department uh, 25 years ago, and here we are. Uh, You are an unsecured creditor holding a ticket on a flight that you can't take, and you can't get your money back.
0: You know, it leaves a terrible taste, these kind of things, but we were prepared for it. As soon as the word bailout came and the airlines needed money, we realized they're part of the great economic engine of the country. But, you know, inside, we were bracing for what could happen. And then the bonuses. So when you factor in the bonuses and the fact they they were shamed into giving them back, the consumer really has a lot to frown about on this one.
1: It's billions of dollars. It was literally billions with a B. There was, by one estimate, over 3 million Canadians right across the country held these tickets. And everyone understands that airlines could not fly. Everyone understands, they, you know, they listen to the radio, they know there was a pandemic. But it, it was never explained why airlines got to keep the money. It it, it 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 made no sense. It you know this you can't get any farther from the Eaton's refund policy, uh, customer mm-hmm. satisfaction guaranteed, or your money. You're
0: banned. dating yourself. You know that. I really
1: am. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long, long time ago, wasn't I it? Got
0: I got it? it, but you're dating yourself. <laughs> you know. Also connected to the pandemic, we've got these three senators. Uh, Line them up, and they defied the pandemic bans on non-essential travel and flying to Ottawa and back on government jets, again, at taxpayers' costs. This is according to Access to Information Flight Logs. You know, we never got explanations for this, and they're not alone. We had some ministers do it, and some lost their jobs and some didn't, and we're still unclear on who won and why they did.
1: The Department of Health at the time, and this is in early innings of the pandemic from... Mm -hmm last March to the 1st of July in 2020, when there were very strict lockdowns. And uh, the prime minister in cabinet said to uh, everyday Canadians, stay home, work from home. Uh, the minister of health issued very explicit instructions. The only reason to go out was to buy food. This was literally an instruction from the Minister of Health, who we we saw in records disclosed last year, would then go to the airport and get on a Transport Canada jet to fly solo with an air crew at taxpayers' expense at $1,400 an hour home to Thunder Bay for the weekend. Now we see, through additional flight records... There were three senators, two liberal appointees, one conservative, uh, Gagné and Plett of Manitoba, and Speaker George Fury from St. John's, who would fly into Ottawa for business and then inexplicably fly home, crossing provincial borders, forget about quarantine. And we asked what possible constituency business did these senators have in their home provinces under lockdown during a pandemic, when the rest of us were told you could only leave the house to buy food. And there was no answer because there was no constituency business. It was a nice way to go home and see your family and friends when other Canadians were told they didn't get to see family and friends. Any questions,
0: Arlene? (laughs) Yeah. You know, we saw that over and over. And uh, at the time, I was so surprised that any politician would try it on because it didn't go over well. You, You know, the pictures of the prime minister. Remember, when the pandemic first struck, the prime minister did the same thing. He spent Easter with his family. We were all instructed stay home. Let's cut this out. And it was our first experience with lockdown and not getting together with family. And then we saw others who crossed borders and flew away from their neighborhood. It's it's again. I mean, is it is it going to harm some and not the others though?
1: So what you're suggesting, Arlene, is that we weren't all in this together. I, am. I, I, I I point taken. <laughs> What's interesting is uh you know, these moments of national crises always fall unevenly. Some people suffer terribly. Some people, the pandemic's the best thing that ever happened to them. Some federal contractors made a lot of money. It's interesting the number of MPs and senators who did not fly on a government jet. You know, we always talk about the uh, the negative, as we should. Mm-hmm. You, you point out problems. There were a, a very large number of senators who got the message. It stayed home. You can do Zoom calls. You can work on the telephone. There's no particular reason to be jetting around the country At $1,400 an hour with a specially assigned uh, Transport Canada jet and an air crew, just because it's a pleasant and convenient thing to do. And there were a handful who never got that message, Arlene. I don't know why.
0: Mm -hmm. perks, political perks. All right. To me, this is a sign of an election looming where uh, business is swept under the rug. It's done swift, and especially the stuff that has to be done. We've got Attorney General David Lametti one day appointing four Liberal Party donors as judges. Ding, ding. There's an election coming, and donors need to be rewarded. Not a good look
1: it's it's not especially on the one day they will all serve for the people of Canada i'm confident said attorney general lametti yeah, but you're onto something arlene the best sign uh, that an election is imminent is not what they say it's what they do and i can tell you the cabinet appointments to every obscure federal board and agency uh, their agencies no one has ever even heard of. They have just been cranking out the appointments to anyone they can think of at a furious pace for the last two months. Uh, That means it's election time. That's exactly what they did in 2019. When the appointments go up, that means uh, they want to get as many people on the payroll as they can before uh, there's a general election and the voters have their say.
0: They do. And it's not going over well, either. I mean, there are there's a, a call out here that, I you know, what did somebody call it here? Uh, deeply offensive. I should say so. But, you know, it's also something you can just imagine that the liberals, well, this happens in any government when it's in opposition, point the finger at the other side. And here they're doing it. Cram, cram.
1: The Commons Justice Committee had looked at this three weeks ago. There was a conservative motion to, in fact, have hearings and question Attorney General Lometty about the political vetting of appointees to the bench. Uh, The committee rejected that. And there was one uh, Liberal MP, uh, Maloney from Etobicoke, son of a uh, former Ontario Superior Court judge, who said, how dare you, sir? Really, I'm paraphrasing him. How dare you impugn the high motive and intention of our attorney general and any judicial appointees. I have to say, uh, Arlene, it is the 21st century, and the day when any judge, any attorney general, any Olympic athlete, any banker, any newspaper publisher can stand in public and say, how dare you? and And I won't take any more questions. I think that day has really passed. I think the electorate is older and wiser now, although perhaps not old enough to remember Eaton's.
0: It's true, but I did. So you're in good company, <laughs> Tom. I remembered I remembered it well. So it was my pleasure to go back in memory lane. Tom Korski, thank you. Managing Editor, a Black Locks reporter with insight on these great stories. Thank you, Tom.
1: Thanks very much,
0: Arlene. I'm Arlene Bynum. This is Global News Radio.